I only hope that we never lose sight of one thing, that it was all started by a mouse. Hello from out there in podcast land. This is the Beyond the Mouse podcast, the podcast for all things Disney for NPR Illinois Community Voices and for the Front Row Network. I'm your host today, Craig, joined by one of my co-hosts, Ms. Vanessa Ferguson. Well, hello, Mr. Craig McFarland. It's We should uh, share for anyone who is watching the video version of this that Craig and I keep looking at each other as we, we, we look like we're just looking off camera. That's because we're looking at each other in the same room. And if you open that snack bag one more time, Craig McFarland. I open this earlier it's a oreo this is some asmr for our listeners i hate but watch. it put it down for the video i can i could throw an oreo okay. at, at vanessa ooh, ooh, i caught it <laughs> first athletic achievement ever <laughs> no it's, it's so great uh to be in studio with you today and it's going to be great to be joined by our guest we have brad forenza who actually is launching season two of his show which is called around the sun and i don't want to necessarily steal the great announcements he's going to have about season two of around the sun but we are also joined today by adasa who you know as dolores from encanto and so it is uh, just going to be incredible to get a chance to chat with them I'm really looking forward to being able to ask them not only about Encanto and particularly Adasa's role and, and how all of that has really shaped these last couple of years for the Disney company and, and where that's going. But also, I really want to talk to Brad about his ideas and how he came to bring Around the Sun to us, which, by the way, season one of Around the Sun is available right now. You can go and check it out on anywhere you can find podcasts. But Vanessa, are you excited? I'm very excited. I mean, I'm so excited to talk to Brad, first of all, because he's put together a theatrical auditory art form that has been really great and fun to listen to. I mean, he's has oh, he has so many great actors on there. Sally Struthers is one of my favorite, and, and she's in season one. So I'm excited for what he has to say about season two. And then Adasa, of course, wow, what a huge star with Encanto. It's just going to be really fun to ask her questions about that whole experience. She's really one of the first musical stars that we've been able to talk to. Of course, yeah. we spoke with Alan Menken and, you know, like getting it from that perspective. But she had this amazing career and has this amazing career in music. And then now we get to experience her voice acting as well in Encanto as Dolores. And just, uh, I know you mentioned it, but we don't talk about Bruno's back in our heads again. Ah, uh, it is. It's, uh, I can't get it out. I'm just the seven foot frame yeah it's just there it's so great and i'm so excited to talk to her about it because she is such a not only a wonderful voice actor but also an incredible musician so it's it's just gonna be a lot of fun well let's get out of their way and let's bring you our conversation with brad and adasa right now We are so honored today to bring into Beyond the Mouse. We have Adasa, and then we also have Brad Forenza from Around the Sun Podcast. And, of course, we know Adasa from particularly Encanto as well. So welcome to both of you. Thanks so much for joining us. Thanks for having us. Thank you. Absolutely. And I want to cover so many different topics today. Of course, I would love to talk about Encanto and your experiences that you've had, Adasa, since taking on the role of Dolores and kind of everything that that has become, because it's such a beautiful piece of art that I want to talk about. But I really want to start with what brought us here together. And that is that, Brad, you have Around the Sun podcast, which is this 
brilliant piece of slice of life theater that you have produced mainly during the pandemic. And so season one is available. I absolutely adored season one. And you're going to be coming out with season two. And I think that you even have some fun announcements to make about season two, which will be coming out soon. So I'm going to pass it over to you and just tell me, give me kind of your elevator pitch, your information that you want to have our audience know about Around the Sun podcast. Awesome. Thank you, Craig. And thank you, Vanessa. And thank you, Beyond the Mouse, for giving me the platform to share a little bit about Around the Sun, an episodic audio drama starring, among others, Ms. Adasa. Let's see. Around the Sun is a series of self-contained audio dramas. In other words, they can be enjoyed individually and you'd understand what was going on. You don't have to listen to each season to piece together the arc. But if you do listen to season one, which is available in full form wherever you listen to podcasts, and if you do join us for season two, and I hope you do, same thing, you can listen to the full season, and there's a different kind of dramatic arc going on. Season two, as I think Adasa will tell you, takes place in the desert whereas season one took place in New York City. I'm speaking to you today from Jersey City. New York is right across the river over there. (laughs) Maybe not right across the river. My rent isn't that high. Um, (laughs) But season two, I needed to get out of the city. I needed to get my brain out of the city, my writer brain, my producer brain, my performer brain. So the desert becomes a bit of a metaphor for a less stressful pace of life and Adasa and her co-star Richard Kind, another actor who I'm sure somewhere in his career is part of the Disney franchise, they introduce us to life in the desert and the existential things, comedic, dramatic, and otherwise that happen there. You know, there was a musical that I grew up loving in the 90s, something about Santa Fe and moving out that way, um, certainly. So the desert is a, a nice ah. theme for some bohemian New Yorkers, right? Yeah, a nice theme for some bohemian New Yorkers. We'll open up a restaurant in Santa Fe. And also, <laughs> That's right. Mr. Jonathan Larson, an inspiration, as I understand it, to Mr. Lin-Manuel Miranda. So I'm sure... It all comes full circle. It sure does. Now, Adasa, uh, Brad just mentioned that you are going to be part of season two. He actually allowed us to have a sneak peek of your episode. And it's clear that you are a vocal pro, uh, and especially after the work that you did in Encanto and then your amazing musical career that you're bringing to this. But what drew you to this project? And are you excited to be able to expand that vocal acting uh, that you had an opportunity to do recently as well? Absolutely. I think I'm looking forward to all opportunities for the one that I did with Brad. Now, that was amazing because I got to really feed off of his energy when I was reading and we had a blast. I feel like when we ended, it was like, well, really? Let's do some more. It was so good. The story is amazing. You can perceive in your mind's eye everything that this story conveys. And it's real, it's grounded. And I don't know, can I can I say little Easters? I don't know. Can yeah, I... go for it. Well, I had told him, I was like, what I loved about it is that at one point I got my own real estate license. So this was like a shoe in for me. I felt like I was in my element. So I cannot wait for all of you to listen 
to this amazing tale. And I think his writing is spectacular. And I, I told him, I'm like, I'm looking forward to, you know, working again with him. And, and then to be able to come from a project like Encanto and uh, where it's broken so many records and all of us are so forever grateful to have been part of that. Now coming as my second project to work with Brad, I would say was a highlight going from Lin-Manuel Miranda to going to Brad Ford's. I really am. I'm really. Holy smokes. <laughs> <laughs> That's a quote I'd like to isolate and run with. <laughs> we'll send you the audio, Brad. It'll be fine. <laughs> you can, you can play that every night before you go to bed. <laughs> yeah. Good self-validation, self-validation. Can I jump on to something that Adasa said that I think is really cool? The notion that the audience in an audio drama gets to imagine the picture that's happening in their mind's eye is really, really precious and gives a welcome challenge and intellectual stimulation to the audience that they might have had in yesteryear when radio plays were more common than they are now. I think the pandemic helped to birth projects like Around the Sun and other audio dramas. But what a great concept that the audience creates the visual in their mind. And actors like Adasa are affecting their roles just through voice. Really cool, dynamic stuff. Yeah, oh, yeah. I'm, I'm forever grateful. I think this has been amazing. It was so much fun. And honestly, um, I never expected it to feel as natural mm. as it did. It really was. And, and like I said, even coming from animation where my voice is going to be interpreted by these magicians that are the ones that, that do the visuals. In this case, you're taking away the visuals and the visuals become part of a mind's imagination of those listeners. So we can be, I could have a Ford from 1998 or I can have a Cadillac Escalade as, you know, I could be hot, I could have a skirt on, I could have pants on. It's really open to the imagination of the listener. Is this a rich man that's coming, trying to find himself in this point of his life? Or is it somebody who's just like having a midlife crisis? You can fill in the gaps of this story and construct yeah. the backstory, the backline for each of our characters going in. So the imagination is the animated sense of this beautiful journey that they're having in the story. And the way that he broke it down, I loved it. I loved it. <laughs> well, thank you again. Because <laughs> you bring it life. You oh. and Mr. Kind bring it life. That's a- that is very, very cool. Now, Adasa, since you mentioned Lin-Manuel Miranda, I'm wondering if we could ask you a couple questions about your experience on Encanto. Um, I was watching some interviews, and you were really credited with giving that rap line that you do in We Don't Talk About Bruno, that whispery sound, which is which is in my register, so I can sing along with you. So I, pr- I really appreciate it's that. It's really funny, because before uh, you jumped on, she goes, I just really appreciate that she took it down the octave, because there's no way that I could sing it along with her yeah. if it was up the octave. <laughs> so can you kind of just talk to us about that experience and working with Lynn? Lynn is amazing. Honestly, genuine, down to earth, super matter of fact. I just happen to be a genius. I mean, I think it's because it didn't come, you know, easy. This was something that he was like already happy with the life he had constructed for himself. And then he's like, I'm going to give it one last go to live this dream. And if I only get one night, one opening night, that's enough for me. And then it started this 
whole career and this avalanche of opportunities for so many Latinos, you know, because of his visualization of it. Well, when I met with the directors and we did all the, the spoken lines um, with Jared Bush and Byron Howard, you know, I when I heard the song, We Don't Talk About Bruno, I was like, I wouldn't hear her coming in. Good 11 feet Bruno's daughter is stumbling, you know, where everybody else was. And so I, I thought, oh my goodness, I hope he doesn't fire me, you know, when I saw him, because I was like, um, can I show you what I was thinking? Because everything is so whispered. The only one worried about the magic is you and the rats talking in the walls. Mm. Oh, and Lisa, everything is so whispered that I thought she would say it more like, good to live in fear, Bruno stuttering and stumbling. I can always hear him sort of muttering and mumbling. I associate him with the sound of falling sail. And uh, that take, which was the sample take, which I was like, my eyes were closed. I was like, I didn't even want to peek. I didn't want to see his face like, what are you doing to my song? Because, you know, it's all over Zoom. So like any little thing, your face goes like, mm, you'll see it. So I was like, and then he was like, that's it. It's done. And uh, and I was so grateful that he allowed me the liberty of being able to interpret his words in the way that I felt the character would sing it at that point. So that's what that happened there. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that you know that is so cool, and I I couldn't find the moment when I, when I went back and listened to the interview we did with um, Jared and Byron, but um, I believe they might even told us off air that, that about this moment and how happy Lynn was with uh, your performance in that, and so was, I'm so glad it that was the take that was used. It's very very cool, and the song went on to be number one on on the Billboard, and so you know what was that like to see this song blow up everywhere it was honestly a dream come true um i never would have imagined it would have had the sheer impact it wasn't even selected as a song to be considered for the oscars yeah. or anything like that you know? and we all knew it, it brought together the family so we a lot of the characters within the story are giving their you know their personal like a statement to what they believe Bruno is, you know, and I'm telling them, this is what I heard. I mean, do you, do you understand? And they, nobody understands what's going on. And uh, like when um, Camilo comes in seven foot frame, I mean, he was obviously like six when he last saw him, you know, like he had to be little. So for him, everybody's super tall. So it's like, yeah, he was seven feet. When in reality, he's like pretty much shorter than his sisters. You know? <laughs> oh, so I, I love that. And no, none of us expected it to have the sheer impact. And when we were asked to sing at the Oscars, we was like, we were so privileged because, I mean, it was Dos Oruguitas, which was nominated for the Oscar. And yet we still had the privilege of being able to it. So it was a humbling experience. And there's more, more to come. And I am going to be at D23 along with some of the Madrigal family. We've been asked to be there. So I don't know. Disney's super secretive. So... I don't know. We'll we'll find out together if there's something else coming soon. Well, that sounds amazing. And we can just go ahead and hit stop recording. And you and I can just talk about that maybe for a little bit. No, I'm just kidding. Um, it's so great. And we can't wait for uh, D23 Expo coming up so soon. And a couple of our folks are going to be out there covering it as well. So uh, hopefully they learn firsthand exactly what's going on. But, you know, you mentioned we're, we're talking about uh, Lin-Manuel so, so much because, like you said, he's this he's this genius that also seems so relatable uh, to all of us because he just seems like this normal guy who happens to be like our generation's Mozart, right? I mean, it's just incredible. And he and you seem to have something additional in common. And that is that 
Little Mermaid is your kind of touchpoint Disney movie. And so I'm wondering if you can explain that uh, to our audience as well, uh, kind of the impact that that film had on you uh, growing up. Well, I knew when I heard part of that world, I felt like I, what would I give to spend a day? I mean, it became my words. Like I was like, yes, I want to be part of that world. I want to walk among them and feel like this is a dream come true. So my dream was actually to be an extra at Disney. Like I wanted to be a greeter. Hi, how are you? Welcome to Disney. Would you like to know where the bathrooms are? That was like my (laughs) highest aspiration, a tangible goal. Like that was my thing. But I'll have to tell you that one of the similarities, um, other than the fact that we both fell in love with The Little Mermaid and it completely changed the trajectory of our lives took from that moment on, we're both born in 1980. So we're both in the same year that we were born. Luckily and weirdly enough with Kristen Bell, we're all 1980s um, babies. But I will say that there, beyond the similarities that we have in being Latinos and coming here and and going after a dream that really seemed impossible just you know to our mothers and our grandmothers um is the similarities that i see between limano miranda and with brad because he is so down to earth when i worked with him he made me feel the same way that i felt with limano so coming off of working with with lynn and then coming to around the sun i really felt like you know what a lot of people that have those kind of larger than life dreams and go for it and make it happen like he is now with this season too that's what lynn has done he took off with something that he had a feeling that this is what he needed to do and expose his creativity in this way and other people have followed along so i feel that lynn manuel has not just created um, an opportunity for us but there are other lynn manuels that are also forging that path so that we can all come together and be able to walk along that path that that we can all be successful, no matter what point in life we have seen our opportunities come. Because I was already retired eight years ago, and look at me now, you know, not retired. <laughs> so it's never too late to walk the walk and to say, I am going to risk it all and put it all on the table because I believe in myself and my vision. And I believe that others will have that feeling transcending between these words and this paper and this auditory, um, you know, blessing that I'm sharing with them so that they can feel of my spirit and my creativity and others will gravitate towards it. And I think that those are the similarities that I see between these two very noble, humble people that I've gotten to work with. Wow, Brad, I think this theme of this podcast day is going to be like Lin-Manuel Miranda, Brad Friends, this is your life. You are the same person. <laughs> I'm going to have a lot of personal validations and affirmations to wake up with from this day forward. Thank you, Adasa. A million times over. Thank you. And Brad, I'm wondering, too, if we can find out the Disney influence that you had growing up. I imagine there is probably a Disney film that really inspired you as well. Yes. So outside of Encanto, of course, my other favorite Disney film is Pete's Dragon. And it's a lesser known one, but just a a, a lovely score. I'm not sure if it's the Sherman Brothers. Apologies to whomever wrote it if it's not them. But Candle on the Water, Razzle Dazzle Day, a cast that was close to my heart growing up. Jim Dale, Helen Reddy, some of them are gone now, but hopefully there's an ask for those who are still with us for season three. It's a wonderful gift and blessing to get to work with idols and icons that we've 
grown up with and appreciated their art. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, it's uh, Pete's Dragon was that, that's a touch point for me because my father had us watch that movie. I mean, I think we wore out the VHS tape in addition to those Disney Renaissance uh, films like Little Mermaid and The Lion King. I have an affectionate place in my heart for a goofy movie as well, because that's another one of those that is just like in that time of the 90s. That's sort of when I was kind of coming into my own and, and just enjoying all of this. But, you know, Adasa, you mentioned that uh, you thought about maybe someday being a cast member a greeter at Disneyland or Disney World. And so I'm wondering, do you get to have the opportunity now to go into the parks? And what is that experience like? Do you have a favorite attraction that you like to go on? Or have you had a chance uh, since Encanto to go into the parks as well? Oh, yes. We just went a couple of months ago to obviously uh, to the reluctance of my poor husband just <laughs> 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 to drag all of my kids. Oh, my gosh. I love I love the Haunted Mansion. I always end with the aerial, of course, the Little Mermaid ride. I'm um, when the fireworks are going off. I love riding now, and I love Splash Mountain. And I know now it's going to change. So mm-hmm. if you got a chance, go ride it before it changes. Um, and uh, I, I really love everything about it. I love from the fireworks. I love to be the first one in and like the last one out. But you know, this time I was like, okay, I guess people's feet hurt. Oh, fine, we'll leave soon. <laughs> but I love it. I love going and feeling the magic and. And it's almost like I get to transport myself back in time for that moment because I get to be that little girl. And now I get to ride the rides with my kids. So it's like being in the past, in the future, in the present all together. You know, I just hope to share that with my grandchildren one day, you know, having seven kids, I'm crossing my fingers. One of them will go for it, you know, and have other kids. Seven kids. Amazing. Well, and what's incredible about it is to be able to see that the parks and experience that through their eyes. I, I only have one uh, son, but he, it's just like we were on the, the Barnstormer. It's a small roller coaster in Disney World, and he just had the ability to keep going and going and going because there was no one else in line. And just like that magic that you have. And then now to think about that one step further, Adasa, you are now inspiring little boys and girls that want to come and experience that magic through your art in Encanto. I mean, I mean, it's just like, it's incredible. It's it's a really neat, I, I can imagine that it's, it's sometimes an, maybe an overwhelming feeling, but it's great to see um, good people doing great things as well. So very cool. It's beautiful to see it. When I went to Disney this last time, I saw the uh, people with the Encanto ears or the Encanto backpack. And uh, I like to go a little bit more low key, like just my, you know, my baseball cap, I'm in jeans and my tennis shoes. So I would get a lot of the and I'm like, not right now. <laughs> not when I'm trying to make sure I lose somebody. Like I would just wave or take a quick picture, you know, a, a quick autograph. But I'm um, trying to keep it focused on on my kids and, and them having a great time. But I am going to Discon um, this year, so that's going to be fun. So I'm going to be able to to do it on both sides of being there to greet people and at the same time enjoy some of the rides while I'm there. That's so great. Actually, we had a question about that later, but since you brought it up, uh, we know all of those guys uh, at the Diz, and it's great that you're doing this that will support Give Kids the World. So certainly if people are in that Orlando area or traveling to Disney World at that time, I believe it's September 30th and October 1st, definitely go and check out DizCon because it's it's cool that you're coming together like that. You're going to potentially, I don't think you may know him yet, you're going to meet this guy named uh, Panda and he is like the most lovely human being you will ever meet and so hopefully you get to connect with him for a minute he's part of the Diz team and uh, just send him our warm regards when you get to see him too because he's just an amazing human for sure 
Oh, I'm excited. I will definitely know. I won't forget his name, Panda. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Now, Brad, uh, coming to you really quickly about the parks. Have you had an opportunity to experience either Disney World, Disneyland, or did you ever grow up with that? Or is this something that like Disney is more the media, the studio side of things for you? Oh, for sure. I've had a chance to experience both parks in Florida and California. California as a young adult and Florida as a kid with my family. And let's see, favorite rides, Space Mountain. The haunted stuff has always freaked me out a bit. Um, the fireworks as a little, little kid also freaked me out. But I just remember how glorious it was to watch them behind Cinderella's castle, just as I would see on the wonderful world of Disney. Uh, so, yeah, I have fond memories of, of both parks. Going as an adult was a different experience and kind of I geeked out a bit more going to California as an adult whereas when I went as a kid it, it wasn't it was beautiful and awesome and exciting to rush to each ride but going as an adult there's a whole bunch of nostalgia that comes with you and all the beautiful memories that you have from watching films like Pete's Dragon I remember the parade staying until the park closed when I was an adult. And I remember the Elliot coming by on the dragon during the parade and people around me saying, who is that? And me saying, that's Elliot from Pete's Dragon. Come on, people. <laughs> that's so great. How to expand right. your repertoire. That's right. You tell them. Uh, that was probably, was it all, it was, I'm assuming it was all lit up. So it's probably the electrical light parade. Yeah. Yes, that's exactly what it was. Yeah, I'm with you. I love that thing. That is the best. Yeah. I need an update, though. I don't have young children, so maybe I need an update with some nieces and nephews. You know what? Just go. Yeah. You just go and enjoy yeah. it, and you do you, because yeah. there's a bunch of us Disney-loving adults out there, that, and we need. Yeah. We should be able to join in, too. Yes. Young at heart. Yeah, yeah. Well, if we could go back to Ekanto for just a moment, because um, Adasa, you mentioned the Oscars, and you know you're you're a singer, you're a musician, you're a pro at performing live. But I imagine that there's a certain excitement that comes from performing at the Oscars with the cast of Ekanto, with Sheila E. and Megan The Stallion. Can you tell us about preparing for that performance? And on the floor, on the floor with all of them this year. Yes. Yes. Oh, my goodness. Well, to start, my position on stage, Will Smith, Jada, I had um, John Travolta, Uma Thurman. Like, that was the people I was, like, standing right in front of. I was like, hey, how are you? Um, it was beautiful. And we didn't know what we were doing until we got there. So there was no preparation until, like, two days before. That was it. Because we were like, we have no idea what's going on. They were extremely secretive. I actually didn't find out until a fan was writing to me like, oh my gosh, you guys are going to be performing at the Oscars. And I was like, I'm sorry, what? I was about to take a flight. I'm like, I had no idea. And uh, and I called up my rep at Disney. I was like, uh, uh, do you know about this? Like, I just got off of a flight. Let me get back with you. So uh, even the news kind of surprised us all. But no, we did not know. And then to have Luis Fonsi, Becky G also on stage with us. So coming together. And, and it was a remixed version of We Don't Talk About Brunas. It wasn't the original. Um, but it was beautiful to be able to see so many people uniting, supporting this beautiful song um, and giving a little piece of Encanto that, you know, that flair that all the, all, everybody had supported this song that went number one, 26 weeks on these charts. It's like we were all just 
I mean, 20, I mean, we're talking, I mean, 26 years since this has happened. And I think it's been 11 weeks at number one. Mm. So 26 years that it broke records for Disney. And um, I, I honestly, we couldn't believe it. Because I mean, let it go, let yeah. it go. I, I was like, oh. And then when we, you know, blew that one out the water, I was like, what is happening? And so, and, and then to see, because when I do like live performances or I'm doing my concerts right now and, and doing tours, I see the people and, and it's not just Latinos supporting other Latinos and saying, wow, I finally, you know, see myself in a film or I've never found myself being represented how we are now, like, especially Afro Latinos that have never had a principal role in a, in a film, like the way that Disney has really respected and, and given such an homage to our culture, but everyone, I mean, mm -hmm. I've had people Germany sent me videos singing it in German and, you know, singing it in, in, in Korean. And I'm like, this is crazy. You know, what, what is really blown up with We Don't Talk About Brune has reached so many people and given me the opportunity to also be amongst so many wonderful people that I've never would have met if it wasn't for We Don't Talk About Bruno and Encanto. And it's that whole, it's the entire soundtrack that uh, gets, because I, I'm not someone that would have grown up listening to that music. And so to be able to have this exposure uh, for me, and you know, I'm also someone that as a white male, I have plenty to go to for Disney, you know, in representation throughout film and everything else. So it's just incredible that the company as a whole has added that fifth key of inclusivity and is trying to move forward to where people can really see themselves represented in media. And that's something that I, that's a gift I've had my entire life. And I'm happy to give it to somebody else for a while to be able to like actually see themselves as they're being uh, as they're growing up because I can imagine that as a kid you do try to look up to those characters that you see on the screen and when you also know that your dreams are possible mm -hmm. that your dreams can actually come true when you see somebody that looks like you or that comes from your background actually make it out there and so what Lin-Manuel has done and started and, and being able to open the opportunities for all of us is for is to say, yes, there is a place and I'm writing these stories and now other people are writing these stories and bringing us in and bringing in our talents, just like Brad is doing right now. He brought me in into this wonderful opportunity with Around the Sun, you know, and and, and I feel honored to be a part of this, you know, something that wouldn't have happened if it wasn't for Encanto. So Encanto has opened the doors even regards to all the opportunities. It's it's really limitless the potential that we have if we're willing to hone in on our skills become the best at what we do and then you have these people creating these amazing stories that we can one day voice or be a part of i think it's an exciting time when i started in music it wasn't that easy I, it was an uphill climb for many years and i'm grateful to have the people of universal that trusted that one day it would be there it would get there and they backed me up the whole way being the first afro latina to be signed to a record deal in english and in spanish i mean since we had um, i mean celia cruz you know and i'm forever grateful and because of the experience that i've had working with snoop and with pitbull and with ciara and miss Elliot and daddy yankee and doing the madison square garden and all that it gave me the opportunity to have been a part of encanto which then led me to around the sun so it's just one beautiful land of opportunity I think that we're in. And the more that we support these auditory masterpieces, you know, and visual masterpieces that uh, amazing geniuses are creating, 
the more these opportunities will be available for so many more talents to be a part of. I, I, that is so well stated. And now, Brad, uh, we could talk Disney all day, but if you can imagine, we actually, our time is almost up already. And yeah. I want to make sure that we uh, tell our listeners how they can go about finding not only season two, but you can actually go and listen to season one of Around the Sun right at this very moment. You can pause this. Listen to a few of those brilliant, written, directed uh, pieces of audio by Brad, and then come back and, and listen to this and let us know what, how you feel about uh, Around the Sun. But, <laughs> but, but Brad, tell us a lot about the information of season two and how people can go about finding all of that. Awesome. Well, thank you again, Craig and Vanessa and Adasa. Thank you for participating. You lend the project such wonderful color and depth and character and insight. Around the Sun Season 2, colon, Desert People, will be premiering in October 2022. It's presented via the Broadway Podcast Network, but that doesn't mean that your listeners, beyond the mouse listeners and viewers, have to go to Broadway Podcast Network to access it. You can access it wherever you listen to podcasts. So yeah, when you're done with Beyond the Mouse listeners, jump over and check out Adasa in the first episode of season two around the sun desert people wherever you listen to podcasts that's awesome uh vanessa i know you had another question for adasa yeah well before we start to wrap things up you know we we really want the expertise of 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 both of you really because adasa you know you've worked on encanto and now you're both uh lending your voices and talents to around the sun and you know, you were talking about this a little bit earlier about how you, you take the visual out of this performance and we're left with your voice. And I'm just wondering, how is that different in, in your performance? Do you have to be a little more emphatic with your tone or the way you say things? Because we don't get to see your face when you're performing in, in Around the Sun. Could, so could you both maybe talk a little bit about that? I think it's very freeing to be in front of a microphone and be able to express to the microphone absolutely everything you could possibly be feeling and you can faces, you know, you can just go there and a face like this might not make it usually, but you know, when you're there and you're going through a character, I can feel like in spice, I can roll my eyes. I think I was rolling my eyes a couple of times when I was reading with you. Yeah. And I was like, Oh, you know, because I was feeling what I would if he was my client. And I know that the voice that has, amazingly i know the voice you chose for this is going to be amazing but um you know with you i had such great banter but i know richard kines is going to take it and blow it out the water as well but it was fun because i could be in the moment of being there and in the mind of people you can feel i think you can perceive through the voice when you do a certain thing with your own interpretation in your face that they are never going to see but you can sense it even through the words you know, in, in the character. So I put it in there. I mean, I'm not like saying it like this, you know, because if I'm like, yes, please, sir. I mean, I actually get into it. I have fun doing that. <laughs> I love it. And I, Adasa, you don't know this, but when I got to read The Realtor, that's Adasa's role, opposite Richard Kind, I was channeling what I remember Adasa doing. And I, as the producer, you know, I've listened to it so many times in editing and whatnot that some of the wonderful, beautiful, deep Adasa moments I'm trying to recreate and thinking, oh, 
no one is Adasa, and no one is Richard Kind, and I can't wait for all of your listeners to hear both of them together. That's just so great, and it it is wonderful. Again, thank you for allowing us to have a a sneak listen of that, and it was just wonderful to be able to hear. Now, we uh, have a traditional last question that we like to ask people, and I think I'll go to uh, Brad with this first, and that is that you've done a a number of interviews. You've done a a lot of thinking about uh, your messaging around Around the Sun, but we always wonder if there is a message or a story that you're not often asked about, but you always want to share. And so you're just like, I wish someone would ask me about that. And so uh, I thought maybe I would leave that with you and then we can go to Brad first and then Adasa. Okay. Well, I think I will leave how the project came to be off the table because I've told that story a number of times and talk more about what Vanessa asked in a previous question that also relates to Craig's question right now and Adasa's earlier comments around the audience imagining the world that the writer has written and the actors are communicating. The audience can plug anyone, anything, any visual they want to impose on an audio drama. They can impose it. So the earlier conversation about representation in all forms of art and in all media, that can't be understated. I know that this is the 25th anniversary of the Whitney Houston produced version Mm -hmm. of Cinderella that starred Brandy. How powerful Mm -hmm. to have a black Cinderella. In an audio drama, you can impose whatever image you want onto these characters. Yes, we all know Adasa and we all know Richard Kind, but really these characters can be anyone. They can be anything you want for them to be. So that's what I would say in response to your question, Craig. And I would just go out on Mr. Miranda and the way in which he moved the needle even further from representation at face value, which is what that Whitney Houston produced amazing version of Cinderella did in 1997-ish. But in Encanto, what I'm so struck by is the culture and a music that I'm not terribly familiar with. And my family, my nieces and nephews are not terribly familiar with. And we're relating to it. And we're totally loving it. So thank you for introducing me to that Adasa and Mr. Miranda and everyone affiliated with Encanto. That's, that's lovely. And now Adasa. So I know you have hit the press junket. You've been asked a hundreds and hundreds of different questions, but now the stage is yours. You can uh, leave us with a message or a story that you've always wanted to talk about that no one's really asked you about. I think it's really important to get down back to our humanity Sometimes we can get lost so much in technology. And I love the fact that Around the Sun brings you back to those times where your imagination takes forefront and you can lean into your own creativity based on the nuances that you hear in the voices in these characters and the words that you finally can just feel without anything getting in the way of that performance. So I would say, um, just like Dolores, listen very deeply into the messages and find yourself 
within it because I think all of us sometimes feel either like the character that Mr. Friends plays or my own that we might need a break and we need to find those moments in which we can find peace again within ourselves or that sometimes we're just chasing after that next sale so hard that we don't take a moment to really materialize what we truly want in our lives. So I love the fact that he's taken away everything but the auditory senses and left you just with that so you can really indulge in feeling what this creative story can bring to the forefront. So do that, listen more and let it take you. That's amazing. Just amazing. And thank you both so much for your time. Adasa, have a, a wonderful D23 Expo. Have a wonderful DizCon. Brad, have a wonderful launch of season two of Around the Sun. It's just thank you for the, the art and creativity that you both put into the world because we really we need it as a society and makes us all richer. So thank you so much for your time today. Thank you. Holy moly, how, you know, it's great because like we ask these questions and we do try to kind of like make a question that's a little bit more than your standard junket questions that they might get. But for them to be able to take a moment and really craft an answer that talks about all these different kind of deep meanings and issues and things like that, that they were able to bring up, it was just like you said, it really, uh, and I can't remember if you said this after we stopped recording or not, but you said that you, they really had you thinking and I totally agree. Yeah. You know, it's amazing. You know, obviously we talk about Disney, so we like pop culture, but if you look at it at its root, it is a form of art. And why do we have art? It, It helps us uncover things about ourselves that we didn't know about our culture, our society. And it's there to, like you said, get us thinking more deeply. And I appreciate them not only for the products they're giving us through with these podcasts and their performances, but I appreciate them as artists and how they really put thought into what they're doing. And it was really great today because not only do we love Disney, but as listeners know, Craig, Brett, and I, we've met in community theater. So it's great to talk actor you know it's great to talk about acting with uh, fellow performers and it's it was just a, a great combination of two things that we love talking about Disney and talking about acting and the different nuances and levels um, that you approach when you're enjoying both those things it's funny because when we came in today like I uh, this morning I was going for my run and I turned on that brilliant Encanto soundtrack for the first time in a little bit you know it had been a bit of a break and I'm running to that and I'm just thinking like okay this is the perfect interview that mixes all of my loves of things like theater and then Disney but also podcasting it's like if one of them would have brought up Ted Lasso I would have just had like the I would have had it all (laughs) I would have had everything that I love and so this has just been an incredible day to be able to talk to the two of them and I do hope you go and check out Around the Sun and especially with season two being released it's going to be beautiful to be able to hear Richard Kind and Adasa on a the episodes that they're going to appear on. And then also it's really fun to get kind of a little bit of a hint uh, that there might be something talked about at D23 Expo, which of course we will be covering all next week. So we do have a couple of people that are going to be going out and actually covering for from the press for Beyond the Mouse, which is just 
incredibly exciting. So follow along on our socials to learn more about that and to kind of see their experiences as they go along as well. And I do know that Brett had recorded an episode with Megan and Jacqueline of I Think You're Gonna Like This Pod, which of course is a new Front Row Network podcast. And they are gonna be releasing that as a bonus episode next week to kind of get you prepped for D23 and everything that they've talked about as far as like where their excitement is and everything else. I actually haven't heard the episode. I don't know if they make predictions. I don't know what they do. But I'm going to be listening just along with the rest of you to find out what uh, they are talking about and what they're excited for for D23 Expo, which starts next week. And then next uh, on next Friday, we are going to release our episode and interview with Jody Benson. We had a lot of Little Mermaid talk in this interview. And so we get to talk to the Little Mermaid herself, Jody Benson, about her new book called Part of My World, which will be available on September 13th. So this is all just, I mean, like, we live in this weird world where this can happen. And how cool is it, too, that here we just finished an interview with Jody Benson talking about The Little Mermaid. And then here we switch over and talk to Adasa. And here she is saying the part of the reason that she wanted to go into performance is Jody Benson's performance. And it's just so great. Um, it's a small world. It's a small world after all. It really is so great how interconnected uh art can make us feel and music and movies and things like that so and to have good people join us on top of it wow what a great day getting to talk to both Adasa and Brad Brad got to hang out with us for a little bit too hopefully uh he didn't mind me incessantly chatting with him so much he's just I really like talking to him so (laughs) I think he enjoyed himself and so Brad if you're listening back please come back on the show and keep us in the loop with Around the Sun if you happen to be listening for the first time because you love Brad you love Around the Sun you love the Broadway Podcast Network welcome we are so happy to have you come and listen to our other interviews also just us talking general Disney zaniness whether that's the movies or the parks or whatever uh, we're getting into on a weekly basis. And you can find Beyond the Mouse wherever you find podcasts. You can also search on nprillinois.org. If you look under the Community Voices tab, you'll find the whole Front Row Network there as well. Follow us along on social. On Instagram, we're Beyond the Mouse Pod. Also on Twitter, we're Beyond Mouse. And then you can, of course, find us on Facebook. Two different places. There's a page called Beyond the Mouse. And then I really would appreciate it if you join us in our group, which is Beyond the Mouse Podcast Pals. And that's where we chat a lot of things Disney. And you better believe next week is like the Super Bowl of Disney. So with D23 Expo coming up, we are going to be chatting up a storm in that group about all of the announcements as we lead uh, to what the future of the company's going to be. It's going to be a really fun and exciting time. So thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you to Brad. Thank you to Adasa. Thank you for bringing that art into the world. Go and listen to Around the Sun. I've told you that a million times. It's a homework assignment. Go and do that because you're going to really enjoy this bit of slice of life theater and this audio drama. Any final thoughts, Vanessa? Oh, I just think it's a great idea to give out a homework assignment. It needs to be three-page, double-spaced. Let's use APA citation, and you need to have five references. That's fantastic. So thank you so much uh, for Beyond the Mouse. I am Craig. I'm Vanessa. And we will see you real soon in the front row. I don't know. What are we going to be in the front row of? A you D23, know and what? we're going to be ushered out for going a seven-foot frame rats Excuse me, Miss Ferguson, Mr. McFarland, please leave. Okay, this is a beyond the beyond the podcast mention, but uh, it's funny because I was talking, I, I was communicating with some somebody we know at D23 
and they made sure to correct me to say it is D23 Expo. Yes, D23, D23 is Expo. the fan club. And so, yes, the front row of D23 Expo. But you know what's cool about Around the Sun? We can also be in the front row anywhere you want listening to this amazing piece of audio, this amazing piece of theater. So go and check that out, too.